I've now nabbed my third one. Um, this is my seventh attempt. I've failed three out of or four out of seven times. I don't think I, I did anything like that since Uggs. <laughs> oh my god! Sometimes, Diana. Sometimes. That's how old I am. No, sometimes you just transfer me right to the most basic of bitches. I just like. <laughs> Remember, like, like two thousand three, like, when you had to wait in line for Uggs. Like I'm over here texting. What about away. the people? drowning out maxwell which is so easy to do and then all of a sudden i hear that was me with uggs and i was like of course it was Tony, Tony Soto Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Tony Soto Show. My name is Tony Soto. Joining me, as always, is the fabulous Maxwell Esposito. Hello, I'm live. I'm here. And Diana DeLuna. Hi, more earrings, more makeup. I'm here just for you. I mean, Ooh. look at it. And this is officially our first live podcast for a, that's exclusive uh, to watch for our Patreon subscribers. So hopefully everything is working on that end. They're able to see what we're doing. And uh, how are y'all doing, Maxwell? What are you doing? Uh, hello. What am I doing? You know what? I, I don't know if I talked about this. I have started taking a virtual pole dancing lessons on Zoom. Finally, I know that I know that we had talked about it. I and you, we had a guest who like gave you an idea, but she was expensive, and uh, yeah. So go um, ahead. things were different then too. But now I found somebody. His name is Miles, and he is incredible. And I've learned so much in these two classes. I feel my body getting stronger. I mean, like it's, I'm going to be an incredible pole dancer and he totally gets what I want to do. And it's crazy. Cause he'll like talk and the way he says what you're supposed to do with your body. You're like, what the fuck did he just say? And he's like, now do it and I'll do it. And it makes it work. And it's crazy. So like, you, what were you, is amazing. you were a self-taught pole dancer before this. I would not even have called myself a pole dancer. I would like to call myself a pole spinner. And I would really just hang on and spin around in my living room after a couple Shake of Shake that ponytail. Yeah. <laughs> to RIP. Um, but no. So like he'll say things like, now take your calf muscle and push it all the way forward. And you're like, how do you push your calf muscle forward? And then when well, I, I think did I just it, did it. Right. Well, and then you kind of like say. You think about it and then you do it. And then you like, I was like, oh, oh, so, I mean, it's amazing. The body is beautiful. I'm beautiful. I'm spinning and my toes are pointed. I thought he was like giving you like, uh, I thought it was like dance mode, like moves like Tonda clothes, Tonda clothes, plie. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know any of that shit. However, well, I completely get you when they tie, like, like push your calf forward. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. I know my calf muscle, is it going forward? Am I doing it forward? I have no idea. Like, how do I, I know? Yeah. So he's kind of teaching me the basic. Basically, we're like working on strength while also learning technique. So like, I mean, climbing the pole is actually like really fucking hard. And there's yeah. actually like a technique to it. So we're like just working on climbing up and down the pole. And it's hard. And but I'm pushing luckily, my calf forward. And it luckily feels great. you have respected uh, uh, exotic dancers for so long that you know the moves. They're like ingrained in your head. You just have oh. to push that calf muscle forward bitch i mean if it wasn't for the britney spears give me more music video i don't know if we would be having this conversation right now so full circle moment really <laughs> look at that i love it how you bring it all together maxwell uh i, hi, talk about I oh, well, we will. Well, well hold on maxwell don't worry we have we the have whole Britney. show yeah. to talk about britney okay <laughs> uh so we're gonna get there uh hi diana hello uh, I got out of the house this week. That was nice. We drove to Malibu. Did you breathe? Did you Ooh. breathe air outside of your house? I breathed outside air. Malibu's a little bit scary. I don't think they have a pandemic anymore. I oh, think no. theirs is over. No, no. Yeah, yeah they are. Yeah. It's well, so it's funny the ocean because... air. It kills the COVID. That's what I heard. The closer <laughs> you get to the ocean, 
the more COVID it kills. That's why the gays were kissing at the beach all summer because they were like, allegedly, the ocean is right there. Allegedly. It's the salt. It's the, all the yes. saline. Well, remember, I, I didn't want to become a marine biologist. None of if this it, is actual fact. So if it's the salt, does that mean that cum cures COVID? Because uh... I think there were some theories about that too, actually. So can we have a moment of silence? You no, know, I cum? don't have COVID, so I just want to have a moment of silence for cum. Thank you. That was all we needed. Because, you know, sometimes you're just like, I remember it. Other people. You know what I mean? That's the thing. Other people's. Uh, well, I'm glad that you ventured out, girl. I know that you are like hunkering down and loving in your cottage and not we even almost, feeling the need to be out there. No, we almost made it to Santa Barbara. We didn't know where we were. Like, we passed not Zuma. We ca- I, was seeing, I was seeing beaches I've never seen before. It was Ooh. so nice. It was so nice. Uh, and we Getting- got a new car. So we had so much room. Oh my Ooh. god! Yeah. Like you, you have, like you have a brand new life from when you started this show. Like when you started this show, uh, you, you were like you were just talking about wanting to get out of your apartment, get into a house. Look at you! You have made it all happen. You know, I, that's growing up. That's growing. Where's up that vision board? Where's that vision board? Is that your vision board in the back? No, that's. No, not that is it. our old life's record player. We also got a new record player, but I wasn't ready to let go of all my stickers on top of my old one. Look at that. Getting, getting new no. things is so fun. Um, guys, I'm super embarrassed. What for what now? So we've <laughs> so we've been promoting this uh episode, you know, on uh on the old uh uh Twitter and whatnot, trying to get people to come to our Patreon. And uh and so I typed out this big thing, and you know how you run out of characters. And so I was like, okay, well, in this other thing, I'll put the time. And uh, y'all, I, I misspelled Britney in the free Britney hashtag. But here's the thing, Twitter let me do it. It was an option. You know what I mean? It was an well, option. Was, there's several spellings of Britney. You spelled it Britney. <laughs> but, but but there's only one Britney Spears. Yeah. So. Okay, listen, but I'm an Brit- old Gen Xer and I cannot be held responsible for like, I, you know how many Britneys <laughs> you, I know? You and know he, and Tony has said many times Britney is not his diva. But like what you don't understand. Ah, no, you no. cannot. You cannot downplay that amazing point that Diana just delivered. Um, no, I can't because there is only one legendary Britney Spears, and it is spelled B R I T N E Y, and there is no question about it. That would be like being like, oh, I didn't know how to spell Madonna. How am I? That is not true. Madonna is very distinct. Do you know how many Britneys I know? And how many? But how many do how, you know that are spelled with one T N E Y? I I bet that. there's oh a lot. Oh my god, under like 12. a million, please. I bet there's yeah. a lot under twelve now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the you people, know, but, but none that Tony the, knows in person. Uh, so <laughs> point listen, not proven. Listen, I definitely went to school with an N E Y. Okay, so uh, it's it, <clears throat> it's not revolution, honey. She's from uh, Louisiana. Yeah, I don't well, think Jamie I, and Lynn made that up. I was gonna say I've actually. Yeah, let's I've actually, not forget the second one is named after the parents. We we might have to ask our guests this because um, I've read re- internet conspiracy theories that it's actually spelled normally, but they made her change it to that because not a lot of people spell it one t n e y. I believe that. So it may just be a stage name. So, I mean, and it's iconic. So, oh, look like at said, you! Anyway, and also, and also, listen. Like one I said, we have plenty of time to be talking about fucking. Uh, Brittany, Brittany. Uh, any, well, anyone. You, you spelled it right in the first time. You yes, right I know first. because listen, I'm a girl on the go. All right, I'm running many empires. All right, bitch, I can't. I'm first of all, you know, I hate handling my business social medias, so I'm just trying to get that shit in, plug it out there. So uh, she messed up, but I'm telling you, Gen Zers, you were slow. It was up for a whole day. That that, and you didn't call me out on Twitter until the next day. I don't usually delete tweets, but I did. I did delete that. I was like, all right, I'll just retweet it and tell people what time it is because people were like cry emojis that I misspelled it. And I was like, okay, but listen, it's been up there a day. So you're slow. That's what I'm saying. So get it together. See, we're just trying to get enough Patreon subscribers so that we can hire an intern to do this that we can throw under the bus. Oh my God, please. I'm so <laughs> tired that the bus tracks up and down my back are so many. Um, Brett Michael's Rock of Love tour bus. Also, <laughs> also, before we go to break, I have to say, 
I'm, I'm, I'm upset with you guys. I'm upset with you. And I'm talking about Diana and Maxwell specifically because, oh. you know, we were doing our group chat today, chatting about Jojo Siwa and how amazing she is and whatnot and laughing her. and whatnot. Yeah. We do love her. We do love her. That little glitter, little glitter bomb running around being all queer and shit. However, a little scratch voice. That, I love her voice. <laughs> okay. All right. Listen, listen, focus. <laughs> But during that, I sent you guys a, a very vulnerable text about the uh, hair that grows out of my stomach and that it is now gray and how I was, what did I say? Spiraling. And there was no follow-up oh, on I that. I thought that you that were I... making fun of Megan McCain. Because I, I, I missed our ABC morning and I was like, did Megan McCain complain about her gray you hair? You didn't see Megan McCain's hair today. No, I didn't. But we'll I've talk seen about her it at the break. We'll talk day, about it at so. the break. We'll talk about it. But what I'm saying is, I was too busy looking up that picture of JoJo Siwa to acknowledge that. Sorry. <laughs> we had I'm... moved on to JoJo, and I'm so sorry. Did you find I a mean, long one? Like here, now you're gonna have so to So I've always more. had. We, we could have well, a moment of silence for your gray hair. Shut <laughs> up! Shut up! I've always had a long, one long hair that's just grown out of my stomach. I've ripped it out my entire life. Like since puberty, I've been, been like, oh, you again. But I was going down and was like, oh, see, dude. Like I hadn't pulled dude out in a second. And then my eyes adjusted because she's 40 for the second time. And she's there and she's great. And now I feel guilty about pulling her out. It's like, oh, hey, old friend. We've been at this a long time. And it was, it's got me pressed and y'all just ignored it. Well, welcome to the club. I have a stray hair that comes out of a mole right here. And for my birthday, it started coming in gray. Listen, I, and we happens. and we know and we know about your the back of your hairy legs, and we all know that. But listen, this is like just something that was like, oh, oh, you look different, you know. <laughs> I, I I constantly send relevant content to the group chat that would benefit our conversation, and it is ignored all the time. So I'm sorry I didn't have a pity party for your gray hair you Maxwell didn't pull out links. this month. Yeah, I love a YouTube video. I love keeping you guys together. So, and you really did. We all watched that Sherry Pie interview because of you. We would have, we oh wouldn't be God. able to talk about it without you. And I and mean. and and we did. And honestly, the thing is, it's like, look, Tamron held Joey's feet to the fire for sure. And I right. believe that she really handled the interview well. And she asked questions that I wanted to hear Joey mm -hmm. respond to. I just wish that she let Joey respond to them. Exactly. And because the thing is, is like Tamron knew that there was backlash coming for uh, for choosing to do this interview. So she was like, well, I'm not going to cancel the interview, but I'm not going to fucking go there and look like I'm giving him his, his apology tour. But that to me took away because Joey was immediately on the defense and I think taken aback, honestly. Mm -hmm. uh, so they, he, they didn't really, I feel like, well, also just starting off, he sounded very scripted. So maybe he just went off script. He wasn't able right. to improvise that situation and it showed. I mean, I do have he, a, oh, go ahead. I was going to say you could go ahead. Oh, I, was, I was just going to agree that start. I do have a pet peeve that when journalists like don't let someone answer the question and before asking a brand new question. That was the only thing that I was like, yeah, and maybe that's like, a tactic. Maybe you're right. That's a tactic to throw him off because it certainly did because he just went deer in headlights at a certain point. Yeah. I mean, I definitely saw it more as like, uh, I think Tamron Hall knew what she was doing before. I definitely thought of it more as like an expose on mental health and how she was like, you are a, a you know, you're an online predator. Like, what is this like? And I think Joey yeah, was like, very taken well, aback, I which I well, think was. I don't know that she, I, I, I the thing is, is like, cause he, he, he did talk about his mental illness and his borderline personality disorder or something. I'm not really sure what it was. And you know, this is this is just my thing, and this is the reason why. And and again, I I hate that it has a timeline with this cherry pie storyline, but like I was talking to Diana before we started recording, and it's like, uh, as a Midwestern gay man, and I know I've beaten this dead horse, but like there is something to be said about uh about growing up isolated, alone, closeted, surrounded by heterosis norm people living their lives that doesn't match up with yours and what that does to someone's psyche. I'm not defending the actions of Sherry Pie. I'm saying that history and uh because like that was the one nugget we got was didn't know his dad, 
um, only heard shitty things about his dad from all the females around him. And what, what, why is that suddenly not an important issue on what that would do to someone's brain? Why is that something that we have to like completely not look at? And that's not, that's not uh, lifting up the accuser or the accused. That's just saying, okay, well, we see where that is. And so, cause, cause this is, let's tie it back in with the Brittany thing. Cause we're going to go to break here in a second. We said this on a podcast before, never once did we hear postpartum depression mentioned when it came to the break in 2007. Never once was that an issue after she had two back-to-back -back kids, a divorce. Never once was that an issue that, that we, that we even thought of. And but the Are thing that's we, missing there is Britney's malicious intent, right? Sure, but I'm not, I'm not right. defending his actions. Right, right. I'm saying, though, in 15 or 20 years, are we going to be looking back saying, um, oh, shit, well, we completely disregarded the fact that, uh, that we are fragile human beings who have grown up with certain traumas in isolated alone times, and that can affect your brain, and that can lead you down a road to do disgusting shit because we're flawed fucking animals that's all i'm sure, saying sure but yeah absolutely but i do think that that was part of the story i do think that that was brought up and acknowledged but also that eh, happened to so it, it many wasn't, people who do I mean, not create a character and catfish you know I, there was such i hear there was you such manipulation i hear you but, but i but but i just have to i just have to push back on you it was not as a gay man uh who grew up in that isolated it was not covered in a way that it should have been. It was thrown away and it was at a side topic. And that's just the thing. And that was like my thing about Tamron being so hot. It's like, girl, calm down and have a discussion, you know? But I digress in saying it was also too fucking early for Sherry Pine to be trying to do this apology tour. And I, I don't mean, think that I Sherry think... Pine knows enough about her, about her, uh, which that she's learning in therapy. Like, I don't feel like that was very articulate. I don't feel like there was an understanding of what BPD actually is because it well, the way that that she explained it did not sound like my understanding of BPD from people I know. You know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. you need to go deeper. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Therapist. Yeah. And I think if they do want to dive into your um, example of like trouble, you know, people, these troubled people from the Midwest, they should pick like success stories instead of people that have like maliciously harmed people. Because I think there are yeah. a lot of people that come it's from that all trauma ties in, and like. Though. I mean, but, like, like look, I said, you're, you're trying the, to paint I mean, a beautiful, and, rosy picture of the world, and it's just not that trauma. No, but I don't. But I do, sure, That's but I it. don't think the issue is this. Nobody's saying that Sherry Pies needs to go away forever, but she shouldn't be given the microphone. I've already again, said that. And I think, I've already said that. And she's like, back she can definitely soon. go back no and you know, excel at be a barista or whatever the hell she wants to do out in New York. But she doesn't need to be on Tamron Hall selling a book. I mean, I when they think... talk about serial killers, they talk about brain trauma, they talk about child abuse, they talk about all these factors that contribute, but they're not the cause. Right. It's not the reason that somebody's like that, because there's people who go through. It's a perfect storm. It's I, a perfect I mean, storm. yes, there's there, uh, yes. It, but the thing is, is like it, you can't say like if, if you have a debate about nature versus nurture for years and years and years about everything, you can't just you just can't dis discount it either. And I just feel like I, I just feel like if we're going to have a granite should not have been talking to Sherry Pye, not the person we need to be talking about. And that's why I hate that I have to piggyback on this topic with that kind of stuff. But it's very, very easy to, especially if it's a white gay person, to discount their past and history uh, as uh, becoming queer people. Anyway, we've gone on way too long with this and we need to fucking uh, go break. Uh, when we come back, uh, that's right, guys, we are talking about framing Britney and we have one of the fabulous free Britney movement uh, supporters, Kevin Wu, to join us. We'll be right back. We are back with the show. And you know, there's this like little documentary that's been on uh, FX uh, about a certain celebrity star, uh, icon, goddess, uh, Britney Spears. That's B-R-I-T-N-E-Y uh, Spears. 
uh, called Framing Britney Spears. And when I was watching this show, because, you know, my co-hosts and I like to chat about things and we talk about how badly we've been treating women since 2007. Um, and before, and before, like, I don't want to, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, Diana. Yeah, it's a new thing, so walk it off. Um, uh, uh, I was watching this to, because I don't really know the Britney story. She's like, we've always said, she's not my diva. Oh, it's always when the guests come. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not me. No, it's not you. <laughs> I mean, I'm afraid to do anything without Tony. I know Tony has. We have so many. He has so many questions. Yes. I mean, we were we were talking about on the first segment though how I have a, read that there's a conspiracy theory that Britney Spears's name is actually legally spelled with two T's, but they only spelled it with one T to make it like her stage name and make it different. Do you know if this is true? I have not heard that at all. So I'm going to say okay. that is categorically false. Okay, that's, I mean, I believe that is, you know, maybe this made up by people who keep misspelling her name. (laughs) Maybe, maybe Tony did make that up. I mean, there's also a conspiracy theory I've read online that uh, Solange is also Beyonce's baby. So, and I I believe that. (laughs) So, I mean, I, I really love a good like pop diva conspiracy theory. So, clearly, I love. Yeah, the QAnon of millennials is the free Britney movement. So I love it. <laughs> I'm that's also a, con- go ahead. That's a that's a touchy statement there, but <laughs> we'll get into it. <laughs> yeah, I'm convinced that there are so many girls under 12 years old named Britney with one T. I think that that is now the new common spelling of Britney's. It's Britney's impact. Yeah. So you were in this documentary, right? So tell us how you got involved and like what your uh, part in this was. Oh, sure. So I've been involved in the Free Britney movement um, since it blew up because of the Britney's Graham voicemail, Mm -hmm. which um, if you saw the documentary, um, they described how there was a voicemail um, that dropped or that, that was left for them in April of 2019 that basically detailed how you know much control the conservators had you know over Britney and that was really a wake-up call for the fans um, before that we you know most of us um, you know whether we were Britney fans or not we kind of maybe knew about the conservatorship heard about it uh, but there was really this narrative pushed on us that it was a good thing that it was for Britney's yeah. own good and that the right thing to do was to keep supporting not only conservatorship, but to keep buying her albums, going to her concerts, which even though I was always suspicious of the conservatorship, I didn't fully understand what it meant. And so that's yeah. exactly what I did until, until that voicemail, you know, we all, we heard that voicemail and that's when things clicked for me. And I was like, we got to do something. Like I'm a hardcore, hardcore Britney fan. And I was basically like, if I don't do anything, like who else is going to? To, to do it. So there was this rally um, that was organized. Uh, you know, the first one was outside West Hollywood City Hall. And then there was a, another one that was outside the courthouse where Britney's hearing was taking place. And I was like, I live close enough to, to the courthouse. You know, I don't know any of these people, but I'm going to show up and, you know, contribute. And so I made a sign and, you know, went there and got to meet everyone else there who was protesting and we just stayed in touch and the rest is history. Now, was yeah. this before or after the Britney pop-up? Cause I feel like when the Britney pop-up came, that's when I really started hearing about like, don't support this stuff. Like this is, this is a, a way to make money off of this woman who is not in charge of her own life. And as they bring up in the documentary before this conservatorships are usually for the elderly, for people who are, you know, uh, like disabled and so was it was that before or after so this the free britney movement kind of blew up you know, a few months before the pop-up opened so i mean the the pop-up you know that's that's it was controversial you know yeah. it had it probably was already in the works um before you know everything went down but because the free britney movement kind of put a spotlight on like the conservatorship and where the money was going um, that they just, you know, went ahead and opened it anyway and kind of ignored all of these concerns. That was kind of um, suspicious, to say the least. Right. And so, so the, yeah, the movement had already been going on for several months at that point. 
Um, and their, their strategy was really just to ignore, like ignore everything. Um, and, and that's why there was a lot of noise about not supporting it. Hey, Tony. Um, uh, hi, I'm so sorry. Just hi, keep going. What, 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 what? Diana said was like her first acknowledgement to the Free Britney noise. And I think, I feel like that really was, especially after her show was canceled, that was like really the first, like, I mean, it all was staged to make money, but that was definitely the first, like, this is not Britney Spears doing this. Yeah. Like, yeah. moment where, I mean, I've been following Free Britney forever, but that was, I mean, definitely a moment where I was like, ew. Did you fall? Yeah, yeah, it was wait, hard well, for that not to leave a bad taste in your mouth. Well, here's and my Maxwell. question. Did, did Kevin, did you fall for the hype on that? Did you go to the pop-up? Because Maxwell. Oh, no, no. I, so here's, here's the tea. Like, I. <laughs> I know, Maxwell. No. I know, Maxwell. No. I know, I know. I'm just bringing up because we made a joke about it on the show when you uh, were going. So I just wanted I, to I mean, bring I people was back. Listen, my boyfriend bought me tickets and he didn't know that it was bad and then when you're gonna blame this on bay okay I, ted cruz it was bay's fault it was totally <laughs> it was <laughs> i i would hundred and he regret he for sure regretted it It was definitely one of those like things that people that don't have fun and exciting lives pay money to go to take pictures for yeah. their instagram to make it seem like they do fun and exciting things and taco bay and i do fun and exciting things so we didn't need to go to that but i will say this i'm not going to blame or shame anyone who decided to go because there really was no clear message of about you know whether or not Britney supported it. I mean, the movement mm -hmm. was trying to get the message out there that she clearly didn't. And but you know, Maxwell, you were saying that it was kind of a the movement had this perception of a conspiracy theory. So it was very easy for you know if you weren't plugged in to sort of dismiss us as conspiracy theorists and say, well, of course, you know this museum has Britney's backing, and just go and have fun. Well, and I think that's the whole thing of Britney's career is people just want to not believe her or her story anyway. So, I mean, I think people are just really quick to be like, "Oh, she's just another one of those girls." So, who cares? So, so Kevin, now is the goal um, to have like the conservatorship ended completely? Because it, I, you know, here's I, I, I watched the show. That is the only thing I would be wanting. Like I wouldn't be trying for bringing on another lawyer, taking him off the conservative, taking that fucking ridiculous father off the conservatorship. I would be like, it needs to stop, full stop. Like we literally did not give that girl the benefit, benefit of any doubts whatsoever in 2007. It needs to stop. What, like, is that the goal? Yes, you put it perfectly, Tony. You couldn't, I couldn't have said it better myself. The goal of the Free Britney movement is to end Britney's conservatorship. And we also, you know, in doing so, we're also advocating for reform of the probate court system, which is kind of a bonus because just because we've Absolutely. been so plugged in, we've learned so much about the abuses and exploitation of the system um, that people just didn't know about. And so I think what's beautiful about uh, this case and this movement is that people are finally paying attention because it's Britney Spears and learning so much more and learning how the system exploits people who didn't have, you know, an army of fans. Yeah, I was so disgusted when they were talking about how much money that they as a conservatorship business were making off of Britney Spears. Like that was just mind blowing. I felt like how could a judge listen to that and think that they have this woman's best interest at heart it's isn't so 60 million grossly low kevin like isn't 60 million dollars despicably low when it comes to someone who um ha has had so much fucking such a huge career like i mean on fragrances alone it, to me i think should be that amount is she getting yeah are, yes. are people taking her money is daddy taking her money Allegedly. Well, he's bankrupt several businesses. Like, I don't think, you know, how can somebody with a history of bankrupting businesses, you know? Like, but, 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 know. but, but, but Kevin, why is, it just Kevin, doesn't sound Kevin, right, right? $60 Kevin, million why is that, for Britney Why Spears. is that not more of a topic? Like, why is that not, you know, you'd think that the, the good old bottom dollar would be the thing that. Oh, that we are harping true. on it. And Britney has a hearing coming up March 17th. We will be protesting outside the courthouse. All of you are welcome to come, bring your friends, bring your signs. Um, and we are asking, where is the money? Because this hearing is about the conservatorship accounting. And we are basically 
demanding to know whether or not they are hiding the money. Because that kind of blew my mind. That kind of blew my mind. Like $60 million for a career as long as she's had. Like, and, and they're on TV trying to boast like that's a lot of money. When you have the Kardashians and Kanye who are worth like a billion each, mm-hmm. like that doesn't make any right. sense to me. Right. Yeah, you don't even need to be a forensic accountant. You just take the news articles that talk about, you know, how much Britney earns per show, just add up the numbers. It's it should be a lot more than $60 million. I mean, she was um, like the number one Vegas <laughs> residency for a very long time. Um, now, you know, I know you from Los Angeles. You are an alumni of Learn the Words, bitch. I knew that you um, love Britney because, I mean, I have made some jokes on stage and, and gotten dirty looks from people I love <laughs> as a result. What do you do in your real life? Um, so my, my day job is a data analyst. Um, we, we don't have to talk about that, but, but it does sort of, um, I guess- I wasn't in. falling asleep. I wasn't. <laughs> I, I will say, you know, it, I guess it, it does tie into my organizational skills and I, it, it lends itself very well to organizing for an activist movement. And, you know, blending that with my love of pop music and Britney Spears, like this was the perfect role for me, really. And um, I love an LGBTQ moment. And I love, because when we're, when, when, when LGBTQ folks are behind it, it's gonna move forward. Like don't, that's like that Marjorie Taylor Greene who's apparently gunning for the gays. It's like, bitch, not, not a good look. We're very, like we have lesbians. They're very organized, you know what I mean? Um, now, listen, I, I, I have a little surprise because, um, there's someone who wants to, it's not Brittany, so calm down. Uh, there's someone who, I am not at all connected like that, bitch. I cannot, I cannot do that. I would not sign an agreement to talk to somebody. I'm sorry, that's just- Not when you're not spelling her name right. Okay, yeah, yeah. listen, she, all- that's, that's why we're friends because I could see past her fame, all right? We also so. we also know she has no access to her cell phone. So like we knew that she couldn't um, take it off anyway, so. But, uh, so, um, but there's someone who uh, wants to thank you I know that you guys have corresponded uh, via social media or maybe shit like that, but like they've never met you in real life and they just kind of really want to thank you for your service as well. Uh, someone who is also a huge proponent in the Free Britney movement and a very dear friend of the show. Uh, let's go ahead and see if we can bring on our next guest. Uh, yes. I will girl. Yay. Yay. Hey besties. I was Hi. like, I know who will be Long free. I was like, I know who will be free. I know who I know who has nothing. <laughs> nothing but not, Brit- not Brittany. Oh. Not Brittany, but I'm close so enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very close enough. Brittany, Hi, I, Kevin. How Bible, are you? Why did you want to come on the show today? Well, I wanted to come on because you invited me. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like you have bullet points. I, I always love taking notes. It's so weird. I was so shit in college and in high school about taking notes, but give me something I give a shit about and I will be bulleting my little heart away for sure. Feel so you've been watching the show. What are your thoughts? You've been watching this show, right? You've been watching uh, uh, so far. What, yeah. what, what, what are your thoughts on the show so far? Yeah, I think I think you guys are definitely hitting all the right questions. I mean, Kevin really just, I mean, Kevin is the perfect go-to person, honestly. I think to piggyback off of what he said, his organizational skills, I think, are definitely to be acknowledged for why the movement has garnered the level of momentum that it has. He's allowed, he has made himself someone who's available and accessible without trying to take on like a role that he's dictating what the title is and i feel like that's pretty that reverberates a lot throughout the movement where it's very balanced and i feel like that's what's cool about it too is that subsequently through organizational skills we've also developed community which is pretty much ideologically following the same north star which is to dissolve this conservatorship subsequently leading to further advocacy on probate court reform Thank you so much, Bible Girl. I love you. Absolutely. Thank you. I think, I mean, like, I really adore the work that you've done and your your willingness to be as open-armed and receptive to everybody else in this movement. And, you know, I don't think that should go unacknowledged by any means. Well, and, you know, I just know how, like, how dedicated you are, are uh, Bible. And then uh, when I saw the movie and I saw... I just saw Kevin and I was like, oh my God, look at her, look at her. She is out there. Now, have you had any pushback, Kevin? Like, have you had any, like, is there anyone that's like telling you to like mind your fucking business? Actually, it's funny you bring that up because um, 
when we are protesting outside the courthouse, uh, there are, you know, passersby who kind of give us looks like they, they look at the signs and be like, Britney Spears, why are you protesting for Britney Spears? And I have um, actually footage of a great encounter between Bible Girl and a lawyer yes, who was that. passing by one of the protests and basically was like, there are more important issues, you know, in the world, you shouldn't be out here, you know, rallying. And it's just such a, such a weak, illogical argument. Um, and the only reason they're saying that is because it is Britney Spears, is because Britney Spears isn't taken seriously, you know, as framing Britney Spears um, so beautifully showed that the whole world had this, you know, preconceived notion of, you know, who she was and why we shouldn't be fighting for her. So. Bible, what was that like that moment that when that person came up to you and told you that there were more important things, what was that like for you? It was, in many aspects, it felt like a very re regressive type of situation that I've experienced in many different formats and contexts. Like it felt like I was having to stand up to someone in a in a high school or a middle school hallway that might have made or cracked some weird smart ass quip at me or something. And I think, I think the one thing that was the most indicative to me that day in particular, because the, that was one of the early ones that were outside of the courthouse. And so there was still a lot of like, intrigue to it where like there were people definitely stopping and asking questions but the one differentiating factor was that there was a generationally a different type of um interest where people more in like all of our age range and demographic would stop and inquire within without pushing back and would be receptive to like our 15 minute soapbox spiel but then the one um variable or i guess several variables that culminated into one type of person that would always give us pushback was old, uh, assume, presumably straight white men. And that was the exact encounter that I was dealing with in that very moment, where it was this guy who, it was like, it was so emblematic of like this whole overarching um, patriarchy thumb on like the pulse of society to really dictate what is and what isn't. And I felt like I was having to really push back while like simultaneously, I guess, being gaslit by someone who's like, well, I'm a lawyer, how could that be possible? And I'm like, well, you know, this is why A, B, and C, there's public record. And then of course, I think the zinger was that I, he implicated himself by just saying, you know, I don't really know that much about it. And I think my final headshot on him was just like, well, then you really shouldn't be speaking on this. Isn't that you? so it, American? Isn't that oh, yeah. so American to be like, I mean, listen, that is our headline mentality. It's like, well, I really only read the headline, but judging by that, I think it's like, okay, read the first paragraph at least. But right, it was like, just like a very bi wig moment. Like, and he, I like sunned him and he literally turned away and like left. And, and he see, walked out of that courthouse initially, too. And you know, the to, thing is, it's like, I, I you know, I, I feel like because I'm a little older and you know, uh, you know, Brittany, I was to a point where I was like, uh, oh, look at that kid, you know, uh, and but but the 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 movie, the documentary spells it out so eloquently about like, like how we all let that person down like we all like uh and and you know of course these chosen few of the free britney movement are are trying to finally fix something but kevin i'll ask you first and then i'll ask you bible but like why have we been able to do this for so long why has this happened for so long i mean Look, she's been a slave to that conservatorship while she was performing in Vegas, while people, her stands were going and paying money to keep it going. Why has it, is that the reason? Because they were just milking her and we just I all mean, are I so hungry for her pop music that we'll let her get milked? I mean, I have several answers to that. Um, to the point about that lawyer being, a, you know, an older straight white guy, I think that that is, analogous to the conservatorship, which is basically a bunch of, you know, old white men dictating a woman's behavior. And I think that it's gone, it went on for as long as it did, because we as a society just found that, I mean, as a whole, found that acceptable and didn't question it. Um, and even when, when, you know, in the beginning, when I was questioning it, I had friends who literally said, but she shaved her head. So, what they're saying is just because, you know, she had a tough time, gave herself a haircut, that she should be stripped for of all her civil rights. 
and people weren't thinking critically about that. And, you know, that is why it did go unquestioned. And I there's a spiritual thing to shaving your head. And, and, and honestly, mm -hmm, I made mm -hmm. I made jokes about the shaving of the head too, countless times. But the, but you know, pandemic brought me to uh, uh, come to come to you know without come to Jesus moment uh, uh, where I was like, my hair was growing out. I had been shaving the sides because I needed to keep wearing wigs. I was feeling ugly and disgusting. And then I like was like fuck it, and I shaved my head. And the moment I did it, I was just like, you know, you feel a cleansing. You just do. Like it falling on your shoulders. Like you just have that moment. And 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 that's probably why she did it. Right. And we know mm -hmm. that now. And the thing is, is the fact that we didn't even ask then, right. like, like goes to show you that the human animal is a stupid, ever evolving one. Uh, do you want to, what do you think, Bible? Well, I think, I mean, it stems, it, culturally we have had to deal with such deeply rooted racism misogyny i could go on we could all go on about it but i think those are uh, the misogyny component specifically is so deeply rooted in pop culture and how society interprets and i guess identifies with it and i think in britney's case there there were gals who came before her whether it was janet or madonna who were already pushing boundaries and were making people vilify or nail them to uh across so to speak and but the, it was a different era at the same time of consumption so i think as those circles of pop culture visibility society still not uh, still being conditioned to just want to punch down at a woman because of what, what whatever the facets are. I think there were levels of contempt. I think there were levels of jealousy that, you know, are tied into that same contempt, uh, misunderstanding, and then just be having deeply ingrained uh, ideals of misogyny without even being able to recognize that that's what that is. And I'm not saying that people are absolved of that or that it isn't anybody's fault. I think that when the media then perpetuates that and then us as viewers are consuming that day in, day out, whether it's stand-up comedians who are making it seem okay or news headlines on CNN are making it seem normal and okay to fully patronize and quite frankly objectify someone beyond what she's just trying to do as an artist. And I think right. that the, dehu the dehumanization is really where it all starts to unravel. Britney Spears uh, was never seen as a human being since the start of her career. And I think because of that, it really allowed people to be so detached from being empathetic, let alone, I mean, our society is so slow on wanting to talk and pull apart and dissect mental health stigma. You know, I know you guys were talking about the postpartum conversation. That wasn't even like in my anyone's mind. frontal and, and lobes. Honestly, and honestly, and, and Diana, don't you think that like, honestly, like, I mean, it's not the first time I like, I knew about postpartum depression in 2007. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like we didn't know about it then. We no, just but it couldn't happen. We wouldn't give her the the benefit of the doubt that she is human. How quickly Correct. everyone just wanted Correct. her to go back to being Britney Spears. How right. quickly they just wanted her to get those hair extensions and get back on stage. Get back and get back down to the weight that you are. You know, before she healed. Yeah. Before she healed, you know, I would have taken an umbrella to that car too. Hearing her say, I'm scared, I'm scared, you know, that that's that's crazy. We were And to your point about, you know, contributing monetarily to it, you know, her team was very successful at kind of presenting to the world that this conservatorship is gonna give us the Britney Spears we wanted. Like, mm -hmm. without the Britney you know, Spears that we wanted. She, we exactly, wanted. exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, I just mm -hmm. want to say before we're going to take a quick break, um, I'm not really big familiar with Justin Timberlake's music either, but I will tell you, he's a terrible actor, which uh, makes me think he's probably a really lame fuck. And so, fuck Justin Timberlake, okay? Fuck him. If you can't be somebody, like you are such a, like I saw, he's in a movie right now and I think he's trying to get Oscar nods. That's probably like, why he put his statement yep. out. Yeah, well, yeah. let me tell you. Because he saw, fucked over Janet Jackson a long time ago. And I'll a tell you, I saw I, they, they, I saw a trailer for this new movie he, he's in and he delivered one line and I didn't believe it. So it was like literally the whole trailer, a minute and a half, he said one line and I was like, no, he isn't. And I was like- Much like his notes app apology. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Fuck that guy. Well, listen, let's take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we're going to do our listener questions of the week. We'll be right back.
Tony Soto Show. All right, we are back with the show. And listeners, you know that we love to hear your questions, concerns, comments, or critiques. And it's so easy to send them to us. All you have to do is go to thetonysotoshow.com. It's right at the top. It says, leave Tony Soto a message. And uh, we might read it on this show. Um, Stumble through it. We'll see. Who's going to kick us off today? Me. A part of the problem writes, hey, Tony, I'm glad you're talking about the free Britney movement. Finally. I'm a fan of yours, but I want to make sure I hold you accountable as well. You have made fun of Britney on your platforms. Do you regret doing it? Um, I mean, no. I mean, look, here's the thing. Do I regret doing it? Do Now that I am, now that I am uh, educated and aware of how the situation that she is in. Absolutely. I mean, I made an apology when I shaved my fucking head on the show. Uh, I mean, if you remember right, if you're a fan of this show, look, I am very, very open to be like, um, I was, it, it was misplaced and wrong and kind of like shitty. So now I'll just- You saw it for what it is. Don't worry, there's still plenty of things to laugh about. She's still from Louisiana. So uh, there's plenty of things that you can still talk about and make jokes about. It's just, it's just not gonna be uh, the shaving of the head or her fucking, or the fucking umbrella thing anymore because that shit's bogus. Or any press that she did uh, from like 2006, or 2005 to present. I don't know until she's free. You know what I mean? So I personally apologize for making fun of her old eye makeup because that all makes perfect sense to me. And if I look at pictures of myself at 25, I was walking around New York City looking a mess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, funny. I mean, but no, I mean, look, I mean, I'm, I'm perfectly happy to uh, thank you for holding me accountable, but also, uh, the amount of, I, I never went to like try to break her down because Britney Spears isn't something I think about regularly. So like, why would I, why would I try to intentionally be mean? Maxwell, I, let me ask you this. D- do I have things to atone for? You, you, you know, you're, you're a fan. You're, you're with me all the uh, time. You've heard things I've said. Do not call me a fan. I work for you. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, you should. Did I say a fan? Did I say fan? I did not mean I think, fan. I said friend. Yeah, no, I said friend, fr- didn't I? Sure, I'll be your friend. Um, yeah, no, but you should definitely apologize. No one's for asking. No one's asking. You fucking bitch. You should apologize for things for sure. Atonement is great. It'll clear your spirits. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I will absolutely say that. I will never make jokes again about that. I will not apologize for the jokes I've made. I'm sorry, It's it was funny. It got me laughs at that time. And that's the fucking way humor works. I can evolve yeah. and grow, but I'm not gonna fucking apologize for jokes I've made in the past. I'm not, not, and I mean, sorry, because that was a long part- time ago. I'll never make another joke about it. How about that? And if you really are a fan, a part of the problem, you should also have known Tony would have given that answer. So, I mean, Tony never apologizes for anything, so. No, and that's why I'll never be famous. So if anything, that's karma. You know what I mean? If anything, that's Hollywood's never going to knock on my door and make me the next lead ingenue. All right. But also in general, like we have so many people throughout like the past couple of decades that we owe apologies to, that that yeah. us as a society owe apologies to. You know, we've destroyed poor Lindsay Lohan. Like, I mean, yeah, when are we going to- You gonna... know, like, when are we going to- There's so many people to apologize to. Uh, when Dana are we... Plato. Dana Plato. Dana Plato. The Corys. <laughs> Everybody we... on The Surreal Life. Everybody on the Dr. Olsen Drew are... show. Both the Olsen twins are ghosts. Like... <laughs> we, we still need to free Amanda Bynes as well, who is also in a conservatorship with her parents, who she accuses of brainwashing mm-hmm. and touching her. But you, you know, a, Amanda Bynes, a really, a really great uh, comedy moment uh, that happened back in those days. And let's talk about this real quick because it was mentioned in the film. The Craig Ferguson, Kevin, uh, Bible girl, like Craig Ferguson saw it back then, and and, and said he was done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you think about that? What What do you think about? What do you two think about uh, uh, com- comedians tackling issues around Britney? Kevin, go for it. I mean, you mean Craig Ferguson's or anyone? No, just just comedians in general. Just like people who who have made her her plight uh, stage content. 
I think that a lot of it came from, like you said, a lack of awareness. And I think that, yes, they do owe her an apology. Um, whether or not they need to today, um, I don't know if that's going to make a difference. That's certainly not what Brittany is asking for. Um, you know, if they are going to speak about the issue, I would like them to take it a step further and use their platform to make a meaningful difference in the conservatorship. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? You have my guarantee on that. I will always say that this conservatorship is bogus and obviously bogus and should have never happened. Um, and I, and, and I'll, I'll never make another 207 or 2007 joke again. <laughs> I won't. Uh, Bible, what do you think about uh, uh, lovable, adorable comedians who may have said things that have made people unhappy? I think you're adorable and lovable first and foremost, Tony. And I think as long as you apologize and mean it authentically and acknowledge why it's a great start. And I think to Kevin's point, there, there comes a point in this where apologizing comes across and more or less is a little bit performative. So it's like, how do you take that a step further? And whether that's like Kevin said, using your platform to raise that awareness, or maybe you take that time to look into what is conservatorship reform and look beyond what our tip of the iceberg at the moment is because the whole point of us doing this has just implicitly been about signaling as to what kind of corruption is actually going on. So I think if you're really invested in this, you don't have to be a Britney fan. There's so much intersectionality that connects all of us into this group. And it's- Cause you know, there's so many wanna... facets to how she's being fucked. Correct. But not only that, people who are in uh, illegitimate or unethical conservatorships as a majority of them more or less are, in my opinion, um, it goes beyond just Britney Spears because you're gonna get those camps of people that say, well, she's just a rich white woman, why should I care? Point of the matter is, if it's she's happening a really to young like one, Spears- She's a really young well, one. Like that's a huge thing. I mean, think about how Dick Clark had it in his final days, poor guy, you know? like. And he was like of the of not sound mind, so like he needed to be. She doesn't need this. I talked to blank, someone. The system, the system needs to be changed yeah. because as it stands right now, it's too ambiguous with a gray area to allow this type of corruption slip through the cracks. So it takes more than just you know using the hashtag or a notes app apology. You really do have to take those steps forward. And I think with in with comedy in mind, just don't go for the low hanging fruit. I think that goes for any subject or topic. You know, yeah. it's uh, that's across the board. And I think to make fun of someone's misfortunes is a very low hanging fruit and I think you can get a lot more uh, comedic uh, payoff when you're paying attention to the nuances without shedding a negative light on somebody. I'm perfectly aware that I spent a lot of years punching down all right but I would like to say that in the last at least 10 I've really worked on punching up okay you're doing good um but you know that love those low hangers though sometimes they're just quick and you pick them up because you're hungry you know you want that I think you <laughs> I think you were going to say something really important Bible that I don't think we've mentioned is that if it could happen to Britney Spears, it can sure as shit happen to you. It can yeah. sure, you know, if I cry too much in public, my parents can, you know, make a decision <laughs> without my, you know, consent. I mean, what it what it reminds me of is like back, back in the day when women would be written off as crazy. Where I grew up on Long Island, there was a, an insane asylum where back in like the 1950s, women would just get sent off there and be written off as schizophrenic without actually getting a proper mental diagnosis. Oh my and I God, because like, we, we, oh, there's, it's, listen, the list It's layered. There's a lot, there's a lot of misogyny that is so ingrained here. And I think we're seeing those parallels even more so with Brittany because it does take that mental health conversation. And I think it's important, and I know Kevin, is on the same page with me. We don't know no. what her mental health diagnosis is. Nope. That's not our business. What we do know is on court record, this is unethical as everything's been done out in the open, which has in turn allowed them to get away with it for so long because it's created a, an open book rabbit hole that allows for misconstruing of information and pulling wool over people's eyes for a very long time. Right, and people yeah. who are not neurotypical have rights too. And they yeah. shouldn't just be yes. so quickly taken away. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and uh, well, we're going to move on. And also, but just, uh, first of all, part of the problem in your subject line is a little aggressive. Okay. It's a little aggressive. I'm not even, I'm not anywhere near the problem. Okay. I'm not even, I, I'm learning about the problem. 
Like, like, get off my back. If anything, this get up, slight, Sarah Silverman. If anything, <laughs> if anything, this is a slight on Maxwell Esposito. You know how long he's been in my life? He should have corrected me years ago. Come on, I've been talking about free Britney for forever. So don't. I don't even. Who are you? Who's talking? Who's even talking? Sorry. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's move on. I appreciate you and I love you. Let's move on. Um, this is Dina and she says, uh, I love Britney Spears. Hashtag free Britney. Um, the FX doc was so great, but if you have been a part of, uh, oh, so great, but if you have been a part of the movement, you, you didn't really learn much. I think Kevin has gotten off scot-free. I don't think this Ke is that's you, Kevin uh, Federline. Kevin, Kevin, uh, Kevin Federline. I was like, oh, they're coming for you, bitch. Um, <laughs> has, has gotten off scot-free in this situation. I think he knew she was struggling and used that to make her worse. Kevin, what are your thoughts on Kevin? So Kevin Federline, Brittany's ex-husband, I think what's important to keep in mind is that at least pre presently, anyone close to Britney um, is probably under an NDA. Um, and that's why we don't hear from them. And that's why they're not speaking about free Britney. So as much information as they had have, um, we really shouldn't expect any of them to speak out as much as we want them to. Um, and also, um, I'm going to take my cue from um, Brittany and how she feels. We don't know how, we don't know exactly, you know, what she needs and wants because we don't hear from her, but I'm going to guess that she appreciates Kevin for being a father to her children. And so um, I don't think attacking Kevin Federline would be productive. Um, you know, you don't have to agree with that, but that's my personal take. I think the questioner was getting, what they were getting at was his role in the lead up to the conservatorship um, in 2008. And, you know, if he hadn't, but, but there's so many I mean, things. the umbrella incident happened because he wouldn't right. let her see her kids. Right. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. uh, and, and knew very well that she's followed by paparazzi relentlessly. So no one was taking into consideration her feelings whatsoever. And that's including that Featherline guy in my opinion. But, but what about the boyfriend, current boyfriend that's uh, speaking out? Um, what do you think that business is all about? I'm very, it's it's a very polarizing topic, but I'm very pro Sam Asghari. I I think if, if you know, you know, and you see the idiosyncrasies in Britney's face and mannerisms when she's with him or talks about him, it's a very effervescent, light, uh, approach to the conversation for her as opposed to a lot more um, reserved lacking of connection or engagement in interviews or when speaking about or even in photos how she how she's appearing to be emoting. Um, I think Sam's good. I think he uh, builds a lot of confidence up in her that I think she kind of needed on a very direct interpersonal level with someone because she is such like an authentic like uh, hopeless romantic, I think is the right term for her. Um, I don't know. I just think he makes her really happy. And if he makes her happy and he wants to be there to support her for her, then like there's literally zero room to judge. Maxwell, what about the brother? The brother seems shifty to me. I don't like him. <sighs> oh, I don't even know much about that, that man. I mean, he is, I feel so, I mean, they're all a part of the problem. You know, what I will say about Kevin is Kevin was one of the last people that I feel like we really saw Brittany happy with. And like, he came out of nowhere and really brought a ton of joy to her and brought her her kids. So like, right. as much as I th I'm sure he is hiding in that paperwork somewhere, I don't necessarily find him to be like a complete villain. Whereas like, Justin Timberlake or other people in her career, like Larry, her manager, who they didn't talk about either in the movie much being a part of the problem. Yeah, they both looked like young people, you know, figuring out what a relationship is, you know, and mm -hmm. the, the bottom line is she should be able to choose her own lovers. Yeah, <laughs> like, regardless of what we think of it, or regardless of whatever conservators think of it. That's and her you know choice. What? Good for her. Sam is so fine. Like I really would cute. let Sam take yeah. me to dinner. <laughs> I would let him meet my mom and I haven't even talked to my mom. I would call her and be like, please meet my new boyfriend. <laughs> that was my boyfriend. I would just call her out of the blue and be like, this is it. All right, so, let's wrap it up. Me. 
What's the last question? Okay, this last question is from a listener, Jay. Very excited for your Patreon day. I was listening to last week's show. It sounds like Tony is really scared of being canceled. What is that all about? <laughs> yeah, do tell Tony. Yeah. Because you never know what's you never know what it's gonna be. You never know what it's gonna be. Of course, of course you're scared because this is the thing. I do observational co observational comedy a lot of the time from like what I see around in the world and the opinions that I have made as a result of. And there are a lot of squishy people out there who can't handle it. And here's the thing, like I know, and I make jokes about it all the time, but I'm like, um, don't worry, I'm never gonna be famous because, uh, because, uh, I, I'm not going to ever change. Um, I mean, I will obviously evolve and grow as a performer and a comedian, but I don't think my delivery and my topics are ever, ever going to really change. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm always going to be pushing the limits and it just takes one fucking tweet. And, you know, this old bitch isn't even good at Twitter to start with. So she just says whatever she wants. <laughs> So of course I'm scared of being canceled. And I think that everyone should be until we get that whole culture under control because, uh, I don't know. Okay, Bible, Tony. Bible, what do, you, what do you think? What do you think? I'm gonna push back and say, it's not the cancel culture. It's the people who are creating the actions which are insensitive and having people react and call attention to it. I'm not saying that as like a blanket statement, like you did something wrong, you must atone. I'm saying- No. <laughs> we're, and I'm not, I'm not, and I know you won't. And yeah. I respect the fact that you're convicted to your ideology. That being said, I think you also have to kind of read the room a little bit. If people are requiring a level of sensitivity nowadays, then that's what you have to do and recalibrate towards. I mean, I know I pissed you the fuck off when you first heard about me in Dragon. What did I do? You won me over, girl. You won me <laughs> over. That's right. Because, you won me right, over. Right, because you, you got to read the fucking room. And look, so I think look, you, look, look, you're look, good look, about it, but, here's but you the just thing, do it. But here's the thing about comedy and being an off-the-cuff comedian. That's not always something that you're, that you're going for. Look, I bombed at my brother's fucking wedding re uh, reception uh, because I told a woman that her daughter made me gay. So, and she called me a fucking faggot. So that escalated quickly because I wasn't reading the room because I was like, oh, there's a lot of hillbillies here who probably wouldn't get the joke about that. Uh, no. <laughs> and, and so, you know, it, it's, it's an ever evolving learning thing, but also let us not forget Comedy was freewheeling for a long fucking time, y'all. And so for now, for suddenly, and, and we were always, comedians were always the people that brought the top, the, the hard to hear topics out to the forefront. And now in this policing state, when it comes to words and, sh and the way shit is said, which, you know, support it, don't want to get canceled. Um, you know, it's, it's ever changing. Yeah, but like, think about how much smarter comedy and comedians have gotten over the, I'm sorry, Andrew Dice Clay is not funny. Does it, and it's not because it's offensive, it's just because it's straight up not funny. Very and true. That Dane was, Cook is that not was funny. The, Dane Cook is yeah. not funny. You but, know, it's because let, it was just these at, obvious, low hanging, but, let, but, 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 but you know I'm who is funny? But you know, you know who is funny? Louis C.K. Louis C.K. You know, and he's a fucking creep. And now, you know, that's, that's, that's one thing. Like, that's a truly funny person. Like, you know, remember George Carlin was- But he's a creep because of his actions. George Carlin was controversial and he's right about everything. Like he never, like every, I've seen a lot of Carlin and I'm like, but he got pushed back, you know, and like, I don't know. Anyway, I digress. Growing comics, okay, growing, growing forever growing. Growing and ever growing. Reaching I up. believe in you, Tony. Reaching up, not punching down. Reaching up, not punching down. Um, Reach for the stars, baby. Yeah. Maybe I'm do a little I'm bit of writing idiot. beforehand. <laughs> and writing. Writing, writing is silly. Like, honestly, if you can't just do it, get out of the room. Um, uh, what, who's next? What's it? We, we gotta wrap that this was up. it. We, we have more shots. Was, was that it? That was three questions. Question. Oh, my God. What a day. What a day. Kevin Wu. Did you have a good time on the show today? I had a blast. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for like literally all the work that yeah. you're doing. I, I, mm -hmm. I watched and, and I'm saying, 
I watched that Hulu documentary and I learned something and, you know, uh, I, I grow from learning. And so like you've, and it was nice to see you at the forefront of this. So thank you for teaching me something. Uh, tell people where they could find you on the internet. Oh, I'm at Free Britney LA on Instagram and Twitter. And everyone should check out our website, freebritney.army. Um, there are resources there, frequently asked questions, and lists of action items that everyone can take to make a difference. I love it. Uh, bye, Bull. Thank you for coming on as our surprise guest. We always love having of you. Of course, it was always it's always a pleasure, and I'm very grateful to have been a part of this with Kevin. This is so cool. I'm so happy. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, tell people where we can see you on the internet, Queen. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, BibleGirl666, all one word, spelled as it sounds. Same thing with Twitter, BibleGirl222. And uh, I'm going to follow up with what Kevin said and say, go to freebritney.army for sure. I love that I got to introduce you guys together. That's great. That feels good to me. I'm glad that this happened. Uh, Diana! Uh, you can catch me liking all Britney's posts and uh, everything on Free Britney Army at Diana D Triple E Luna. And uh, at Diana DeLuna on Clubhouse. Yes, bitch, you got your real name. I was just thinking about I this know. the other day. I was like, she only has, she's like, gets to actually spell her name correctly on Clubhouse. The porn star must have retired because I have not been able to get my name before now. So I think she might be done. Maybe she just doesn't have any cool friends that invited her to Clubhouse yet. This is there true. I mean, go. do we want to hear her voice? I, I don't know what she looks like, so I actually yeah. don't know. She's really pretty. Oh, maybe <laughs> then I do want to listen really to her. She's really pretty. <laughs> maybe I do want to listen to her, actually. <laughs> oh, my God. I love this show. Maxwell. Um, you can find me trying to figure out what Diana DeLuna sounds like on Instagram <laughs> at Maxwell Esposito. Um, I don't know what else is going on. Oh, learn the words, bitches. On Monday, I'll be producing the House Down Boots. We have iconic legend guest Stevie Hannigan and Blake Faces, which is going to be iconic and legendary, hosted by Tony Soto. As All right. It's hosted by me. Um, Y'all, if you like the Tony Soto Show, please go to our iTunes page and subscribe to us. Rate the show. Leave a comment about it. Uh, seriously, do some work. Um, uh, I also do the Gay Power Half Hour every week with my good Judy Casey Lie. You can find that anywhere podcasts are streamed. I'm the Tony Soto Show on literally everything. So please support me. Pay me, I'm broke. Um, we'll be back again next week. No guests next week, guys. Just the family. So uh, we'll be back Ooh. next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.